This is Lila Joyce, and you're listening to The California Country Show. Welcome back, folks, to The California Country Show podcast. I'm your host, Just Dave, apologizing one more time for taking my sweet time in releasing this show with Lila Joyce today. You know, I want to give you so many things that I'm very proud of that this show has become. One thing I can say is that, you know, it started off as a podcast, and this podcast has gotten a lot of attention lately. And really, for one-man operation, not doing so bad. But we're going to be bringing the California Country Show stages out there to expose us more And like I say, I always just try to give you great music and great people that I feel are going to be the next ones to hit it and represent California. So thank you guys so much for being here at the beginning. Please leave a comment in the comment section of Apple Podcasts and SoundCloud. Let me know what you think. Let me know who you want to hear on the show. And of course, a couple five-star reviews in there wouldn't be so bad. Uh, a big announcement coming for the radio show portion at the end of the show. All I can say is, actually, I might not be able to hold off. I, I might just have to tell you right now. Well, if you've listened to the shows, you've met Lila Joyce before. Uh, I had featured her on the Oak Heart Country Music Festival episode, a little bit of an interview there. If you hadn't yet, I just want to introduce you to this talented singer-songwriter. She packs a punch in her music. She's a dynamic performer, tears it up on stage, and just really sucks you in. And, and believe me, I've, I've been there and seen her live. She's, she's amazing to watch. Not only did she debut her song, Ain't Living a Love Song, on our Oak Heart Country Music Festival podcast show, but she's given me two more songs that I've yet to be released that I'm going to be previewing a little bit of in between our interviews. So stay tuned for that. I'll have details on how you can get a hold of this music at the end of the show as well. In my interview with Lila Joyce, we go deep into the craft of songwriting, co-writing with a partner, which is something that's not as familiar to me. So I asked a lot of questions and her past life as a teenage rock star on the Warped Festival Tour. We also talk about like how much truth you put into actually writing, like how much of yourself and your life do you put into there. Uh, one thing she does well is talk. I mean, we uh, I got wrapped into a long conversation with her, and that's not a criticism either. That's, that's an amazing compliment. Anyway, this leads me to the announcement that I want to make because I'm going to use some of the podcast interview that I did not include in this podcast on the radio show. And how can you listen to the radio show? I'm going to tell you right now. You know, we've been on KLVP Long Beach Public Radio uh, this entire year. But not only will we be on one, but starting Labor Day weekend, we'll be on four different radio stations across California. I can't announce which stations I'm on yet, but all I can do is encourage you to follow the California Country Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cal Country Show, and I'll have more details for you. Anyway, with Lila Joyce, we enter mid-conversation, as I'm known to do, and start talking about, first of all, this invasive Asian mosquito population that's plaguing California and L.A. right now. I didn't know what country they were at the top of my head because at the time of the interview, I didn't read the article. But yeah, we're getting bit down here, big time. I've had some problems. Uh, Our legs are messes down here. We talk about that, public pools, and eventually her musical journey and why I think she's the next to bust out on a radio near you. So enjoy my conversation with Lila Joyce on the California Country Show podcast. you know. 
I feel like I smell cool. like chlorine because I, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I was in the pool. I was working out right before I came here, and I oh, in, nice. in the shower. It's so dumb. Like it's. <laughs> I want to get a good workout in at the, at this at the LA Fitness Pool, but mm. it's just it's like swimming around like fat dudes that are just talking to each other and stuff like that. You do public pools. It's just it's awful. I can't do public pools anymore. I, just, <laughs> I don't know. There's a pool at Twenty Four Hour Fitness, but from the way that the like how gross the bathrooms and like oh, yeah. the changing rooms are already like it makes me very skeptical about the pool yeah the, but um, there is chlorine in it which should clean it right isn't isn't that isn't that what chlorine does it keeps it like clean yeah so <laughs> this is this is totally dumb but like i've um i read some tips especially with you with like your purple hair you know <laughs> you have to put leave-in conditioner yeah. so shower immediately after but there's like parasites in the pool now there's oh um yeah so there's parasites going around sweet uh, mosquitoes <laughs> there's there's like la mosquitoes there's there's an um what is it uh it's an invasive species of mosquito that are i don't know if you're if you've been oh my bit God. lately do you live, you live I local i have i have been bit i've been bit a lot yeah like last night and like last week i was just like ravaged yeah. right? I, I have i have like legs? a couple bites on my legs see um, there they, was at one point, I thought it was my dogs, though, because I thought my dogs had fleas or something, and, uh-huh. uh, which they might have also had. But <laughs> uh, Yeah, I have three dogs. So it could have been But they sleep too. at the end of my bed, and it's like my legs just had all these bites on them. But I, it was like those bites plus mosquito bites. I was like, what is happening? <laughs> <laughs> Why yeah. am I getting yeah. bit there, so much? There, that's what's going on. There's a, there's a, like the regular mosquitoes. That are native to LA, I guess, from what I hear. Yeah, you can fix that. We're, we're, like, we're not really... I don't know. Is this like okay? How how, how I high am I supposed? So. To... I bought this Is new okay? ca- this new cage to hold it, and it's just it's sort of it's it's not it, it's cool. a it's a process. It's know? a process. This whole thing's a process. I can put it up it's on a box though. or something no, no, if you don't want to slouch. No, now this is perfect right here. Perfect height. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, yeah. Apparently, so the, there's a native. The native L.A. mosquito, whatever it is, oh, is uh, they only come out at night. So you put on the stuff at night. Cool. This species that's some invasive species, and it's from, I want to say, like, something weird, like uh, like, like Europe or like, like something you wouldn't expect. Like it like, traveled long like, distances. Like, yeah, came <laughs> over, and, it, and it, they come out during the day. And for some weird reason, they're attracted to legs, which is which is bizarre. But they're they're that out there. That so. makes me feel great about my so leg bites that that's I have. That's going. Yeah, you're not alone. Uh, yeah, no one's, no one's talking about any, it. They don't have any like weird like diseases, right? Uh, yeah, that's the part I didn't I didn't get that far in the article. <laughs> I'll I'll find out. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. <laughs> Keep drinking that antioxidant water, and you you'll be fine. But have you, you done podcasts before? No, this is my first podcast. No way. Have yeah. you done Have you done like radio interviews before? Um, uh, the first one I did was with Kay Hay, and that mm-hmm. was cool. I, l- I liked doing that. Yeah. Hmm. See, yeah. this is the, um, when I do the podcast, I, as a musician, as someone who's been doing it for a while, like, I kind of ask questions that, that interest me. Right. Um, or just kind of get you to talk, because I, I, you know, a radio interview is like, all right, we got... We got so and so in the studio here. We're gonna play a great song from them. Yep. They're doing this show. You have two minutes. Go. Yeah. Exactly. Like, I, I was vomit. I was <laughs> I was born and I uh, this song's about. I, I was I, born. I make music. Ah, show <laughs> show. <laughs> What's my website? Ah, I can't ah. remember the time. That's exactly yeah. No, exactly. No. So we, I take my take my time with this thing like that. Yeah, I was I was nervous for the the radio one, but it it wasn't live though either, so that was fine. It, we did like the live, um, like a uh, Facebook video yeah. thing, and that that I was kind of nervous for, but the other one wasn't live, so I was like I was a little nervous, but I was like okay, if I say anything really stupid, which is possible, mm-hmm. they can cut it out. Hopefully. Of course, we have guitars and drums going on. Actually, this yes. is, this is I, I talked to this dude on the way, and he's like, hey, I'm just going to try out this thing. I'll, I'll be quick about it. I'm like, that's fine. I'll, that's I'll fine. Work it out. Yeah. I kind of like it in the background. It gives us like a like a rock and roll vibe. Yeah, it, it gives the vibe that I can't afford my own studio, so I do it here. It's like... Uh, oh, my gosh. That's right. I used to do yeah. this. I used to do this in my in my home. I think we talked about dogs when I was interviewing yes. you for the, for the radio thing. Um, for the Oak Heart Festival. And so I used to do this show, which is now like my son's nursery, so it really doesn't exist anymore. But I used to do it in my in my spare bedroom. Right. And, you know, 
I've got three small dogs and it it's you know you could do it for a while and have this great moment or you're right about to start recording and then just bah, 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 mailman you know um, Ma- you know, door rings garden, anything yeah. sound yeah just, yeah the neighbors and the and the yard across from us like can't even they can't prune their hedges without my dog just flipping out so. oh my gosh yeah. we have like the same kind of dogs I can't even <laughs> let my dogs out in the backyard anymore because they've the well one the the other dogs on the other side of the fence have dug a hole and so they will like poke their head through mm-hmm. the fence and my dogs just like go nuts yeah my one dog is really aggressive so he'll just like be like oh you want to mess with me okay all right he'll like go at it and you have and they're pugs and they're pugs <laughs> they're pugs so but yeah they they're pretty vicious though that's funny <laughs> so i don't let them out there anymore i'm like well that was a good idea to have a backyard yeah, I really we, saves me a lot of time now. We have a dog door. We have a backyard. It, it's actually like brick wall around it, so they can't get out or anything That's like that. That's good, yeah. But um, you know, you just—it's a hot day. You don't want to crank the AC, and I just want to keep the the front door and the back door open just for a little air. Right. I can't thirty seconds max, and then they're they're barking at something. So yeah. Dog life. <sighs> dog life. The dog life. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's good. <laughs> Because I have too much stuff. Yeah, do you ever, um, yeah, because that, that, that's my whole thing. Like, I had, like, a, one of those, um, when, like, t- like the Rubbermaid sheds in the yard that just, I'm just I felt yep. bad. I'm like, you know, I'm, I have my, like, my stuff I'm using for gigs. For gigs uh, and stuff, yeah. Like, just hanging outside because I don't want to, yeah. I know, I can't, yeah, we, I'm guilty of that, too. I, I do have a shed in the back right now that has, like, my bass amp and stuff in it, and I'm just, yeah. So you play bass, yeah? Well, yeah, I I used to play bass in my old band. Uh, I just recently picked it up, uh, picked up my bass after not playing for like a good five years. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and I, you know, I I still kind of got it. Still kind of got it. It came back to me a little bit. That's cool. I have to practice for sure. I'm nowhere near what I used to be able to do. <laughs> so when you said old banks, I know you said uh, on the bio that you're from San Antonio. So is this like from from that era? Yes, from that era. What did you guys do in that band? Um, that was my first band, and well, actually, you know what? That wasn't my first band. I've been in too many bands. <laughs> um, that was my second band, and probably the one that I was in for the longest. Um, I started that one when I was about 13, going on 14. Whoa. Yeah, and uh, honestly, I I didn't play bass. I didn't have any interest in playing bass. Mm-hmm. Um, but we could never find a bass player. Yeah. Yeah, and so this was actually this was a pop punk band that I was in back in the day, um, and it was just me and my boyfriend at the time, and uh, we would always kind of just switch out drummers. We were like a three piece. So, and I play bass, he played guitar, and we both like sang duet vocals uh-huh. and yeah it was just it was kind of like a like a blink 182 type band <laughs> did you guys write songs or oh play? yeah okay yeah yeah we wrote we wrote um all of our own stuff and actually that was with that band was the first one i got um a publishing deal with oh no kidding which was great yeah so uh we we came out here uh you know to live the california dream and live out you know our touring lives and stuff like that. And uh, we met this guy named Bo Goldson um, through our manager at the time. And um, he offered us a, a publishing deal for our whole album, which was awesome because all that money we basically used then to go and tour and do mm-hmm. like the Warp Tour and, and all those kinds of, you know, punky type. You guys did the Warp Tour? Yeah. How old were you then? Um, I was... The first one I did, I was sixteen or seventeen. Wow. Yeah, and we did it. We did it like three years in a row. So um, the the first two years it was just the the local dates in California, and then um, then we got to do like a full two or three weeks on the tour when I was about eighteen. Do you guys have to be like chaperoned and um, 
you know. Said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My actually, my mom and my brother went on tour with us. We got we bought a van, and my brother drove the van and was like tour manager. Then my mom was along, like acting as manager as well. It's like a family business. It was like uh, a family family business. Family yeah. van. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It's like the punk partridge family. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah, exactly. But oh my gosh, yeah. Uh, all started in San Antonio though, because that's where I first um started my bands and started playing out live more i mean i kind of always my mom had a theater group when mm-hmm. i was younger so i always played out and and did theater type things and performances but not in the sense of playing with a live band and mm-hmm. kind of doing my own material and writing and all of that so that all started when i was 10 and i met my like church band and I basically forced them to be my band. Oh wow! And yeah, I was like, "Cool, we're gonna we're gonna be a band now, and uh, we're gonna do music, and we're gonna start playing out." <laughs> they were like, "Okay." Were you writing at that time too, or was it just sort of like, yeah? Yeah. Remember, okay. Oh yeah, I, I've been writing since I was little because I, I I started out learning piano, and I kind of really got into lyrics first when I started writing, and I just always loved poems and poetry and just being really I don't know poetic about stuff so mm-hmm. uh, I always wrote uh, in that sense and then I started turning those poems those kind of thoughts into songs um, they weren't great at the beginning obviously I don't think anyone's oh, first no. songs are great I heard you heard something uh, <laughs> to the point where I think you had to write a hundred songs before you write a good one like yeah like, it was just the rest of his shit. <laughs> so. I hope I'm getting there. <laughs> it might be might be at a hundred songs. I threw a lot of those away. <laughs> well, those count. You, know? you have they to count, count those. Though. Oh yeah, no, no. There's there's a lot of garbage out there. Now that I've gone through that hundred songs, I feel um, I know the difference between what I need to stop. Right, like there's at some point you know you like you got to stop working on this song. It's not going to do something. Um, or yeah. you co-write right, or you bring it to somebody else. Yeah. So. You've been I, doing that lately too, right? Oh yeah, I found the magic of co-writing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, just makes a big difference. I I love writing on my own as well, but it's a completely different process, you know. And uh, I think it's really cool to have someone else's brain in the room with you. You know, it mm-hmm. makes you think about everything quite differently. So that's almost all I've been doing lately actually is just co-writes so so what's the process then if do you reach out to someone like is this somebody you meet at like a songwriter night and say we should get together sometime is there uh how, how does this get started here sometimes I just meet a person and I either I saw them playing before or after me or, or like I am at a show and I just really liked their music and I'll go up to them and I will be like let's write I do that pretty often actually because mm-hmm. I go to a lot of shows so but more so, uh, I usually go out to Revolver Recordings, and um, I, w- I work with Michael Blue, and he kind of sets me up with different writers, mm-hmm. like here and there. And then once I like meet a writer that he wants me to work with, they'll introduce me to other writers, and then I'll just end up. It is a lot of me like reaching out to people, though. Essentially, right? It's just continual contact with people. It's exhausting, but. It, it, you know, you have to do it. <laughs> Everything's exhausting. I mean, so you get to the songwriting session, which is probably just a living room or something, or you know, yeah, unless yeah. you got a studio. Every I once usually, in a while, yeah, you know? I usually go out to the studio there in Thousand Oaks. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you get there, and when you bring it with you, uh, what, what do you bring with you? Like a notebook of, of ideas, the <laughs> uh, phone with the with the little uh, clips that you sung into it, or do you just go with an open slate and you just see what? What what happens? I, it depends. It kind of de- I kind of decide the day of. I'm like either either I do have an idea that I want to work on, um, or I just go in with like zero expectations and zero ideas and just see what comes of it. Mm-hmm. Which is a little bit nerve wracking to be honest. Doing it like that where you don't have anything specific that you want to work on because they'll probably ask you like what do you got right yeah. off the bat right yeah yeah I, usually they're like okay well what do you want to work on today I'm like well. Let's see. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you bring like a guitar or piano in with you or something no, like that? No, you know, I just bring my um, I just bring my iPad with me. Actually, my mm-hmm. iPad, my phone. I have like a little backpack, a mini backpack that I bring. Snacks, water. Oh yeah. Tea, you know, and my iPad charger, and then I just have we have Google Docs that we usually work on. 
but I also have this thing called Songwriters Pad, which it's cool because it has all this uh, kind of built-in features. That's where, an app on the on the iPad. Yeah, it's okay. an app on the iPad. It's kind of kind of good for songwriting, I think, because it has stuff like where you can see rhymes and it gives you ideas. Oh it, yeah. It like throws you throws words that you might not be thinking of. Like I don't know. Yeah. Kind of has like rhyme zone and and a, you know a thesaurus and a dictionary all built into yeah. the oh, app. Yeah. Oh yeah, love love rhyme zone. That's oh my... yeah, <laughs> right. It's all about rhyme zone. <laughs> and the thesaurus is good too because you're like when you're writing you're like okay I I don't want to say it this way because it's been said. There's got to be another way to say it. I know. Exactly. Is there something like this? Exactly. What, what word am I forgetting? What word am I forgetting? Yeah. Yeah. So like... you get the song. You're working on a song with somebody. I've done a few co-writes. I'm not that familiar with it, and I really need to get mm-hmm. better at this like you know what what you've done so far by the way you're you're, you're just telling me you know i'm not even going to share this is totally top secret oh, yeah no all good. so you get no just kidding that's not true but that's not true no, that's a this, lie this, that's a lie <laughs> hey i mean but i i ask the questions that are interesting to me too <laughs> uh so you get the song written and then you're, right. or you're, you're pretty close to it right so are you guys still like like in touch down the road like oh i came up with this new thing is this because that seems like a lot of different songs to keep track of as you go through all this process yeah, it is. And I, honestly, that's kind of the issue I'm running into right now. Mm. That is why I'm so exhausted. I feel like I have like at least 15 different people that I'm trying to keep up with about different songs and songs. Some songs aren't finished. And uh, I was just uh, talking to my family member the other day and I was like, I need someone that organizes this stuff for me because I'm starting to lose track of Ugh. what I'm supposed to be doing and who I should be working with. Because we have so many sessions going and so many different songs, yeah, there's really no answer for me to that Mm -hmm. because I haven't quite figured that out yet either. Right. Yeah. I'm the same way with the podcast and the radio show. You know, I'm trying to keep in touch with artists so I can get their music and then emailing all these, like, send me your stuff and then give me your your information and, um, and there's so many things I want to do with it, you know, like have a have a live uh, who's playing where kind of calendar thing going on. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying to deliver a weekly radio show. Yeah, so um, you actually have a timeline. See, I'm just making up timelines yeah. for myself. <laughs> <laughs> there are times I still see your face in a crowded room, but you're out of place. You used to be my best friend. I'd hold you actually do finish a song with somebody and then you cut it uh, a demo demo yeah and then the process is is that is that a song for you are you trying to sell it are you um so you got to do like the whole copyright and uh distribution thing is that being done yet i usually don't do the copyright stuff until i have like a finished mastered version so you can send them the the master version right and i try to do that in bulk too because it gets really expensive Mm -hmm. so that i try to do that in bulk anything that i'm uploading to say TuneCore if i'm releasing it i try to do that in bulk now too because that really gets expensive as well (laughs) and yeah because with copyright you can if you you don't want to copyright an individual song you can copyright mm -hmm. a volume right so like a whole whole volume is a collection and then you've got the names of every song so you're you're covered and you save a little money that way yeah and then TuneCore is um TuneCore is for just distribution distribution right so um so that really doesn't happen happen until i decide that i'm going to release a song but i think the what i usually do um pretty quickly is register everything with say 
uh, your performance rights company. So yeah. if you're with CSAC, which I am with CSAC, or BMI, you're or ASCAP. You're so Nashville. So Nashville. <laughs> I know. I went to the CSAC offices there. They're, it's so yeah. nice. Yeah. It's so crazy nice. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, but that's usually, I get on that pretty quick because that's really important, especially having um, sort of songwriters agreements between each other. Yeah. I would suggest always, always doing those almost before you even write the song. Like, say how much you're... I like to split things evenly, mm-hmm. like publishing and um, and songwriting. So uh, I think it's important to make those agreements beforehand, though, because if you wait and then all of a sudden... You never know with people. People can get really weird and greedy. People get weird, yeah. People yeah. get weird sometimes. And then all of a sudden, it's like you'll have this amazing opportunity with a song and one guy that you know you didn't you didn't do an agreement with, and he's just like, eh, nah, I don't really, I don't want you to do that. I, I'm I'm not going to give you permission to do what what you want with the song, hmm. you know, which is insane that people would not want the best for, you know, themselves and for the song and for the artist and everything, but it happens pretty often. So that's wild. Yeah. Yeah, you really have to sort through that. I think beforehand it's super important. Why do you think people do that? Are they just afraid of success or are they just sort of like they think it's more of like um, like this song is is not for public consumption? I, I, it's I, hard yeah. to explain that Like, because I, I think money is, money is, is money. helpful. You know, I think a lot of people <laughs> think that they're getting like copped out of money. Like I think a lot of people feel like people in the music industry are lying or that they're they're taking more than what they should right. and not giving them enough, you know. So which has never been the case with me. It's always fair, and I think I don't I don't know a lot of people that do that. So I mean, yeah, there's a couple bad people out there that might try to like rip you off and take advantage of you. But and I've had that happen to me before, but. Eh. I hate to say this because I, I and I, I sound like a broken record because every three months I'm always talking to people about reporting your songs to BMI Live. You know, you can get right. you, you can get can royalties get... for live performance oh of your songs. This is before you even hit the radio. You can start collecting so royalties. True. So once you have your your little percentages worked out with if it's publishing or writing or if you're fifty fifty with somebody, yeah. then you both take fifty percent of this and fifty percent of that. Whatever it is. You're you're helping out those involved constantly because you're constantly. you're making some sort of money. If you're playing um, out like, especially if it's a, a venue that has a, like a bigger capacity, I mean, you'll get you'll get a good amount of money from that. I that's yeah, ticket you know? sales, uh, big capacity. Um, yeah, festivals pay more. Some clubs don't pay People much. Forget that's about fine, that. But you know, yeah. but it, it adds up. It adds up though. It right. adds up more than any sales you're gonna get from streaming. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> For so. sure. <laughs> Don't get me started. Oh uh, my everyone knows how much I I, uh, I talk about Spotify a oh, lot. Oh, uh, really? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh. Okay, I'll be really quick about it. Okay, um, okay. I tell just, me. No, no, tell no. no. Me. It's just... Um, I'm curious because I, I just recently, you know, have started to see some income from Spotify. Well, I and see from income. That, but it's... Oh my gosh, it's so, it's so tiny. small. <laughs> well, if you do like for me, you're a CSEC, I'm I'm BMI. Um so through BMI, I still get some of those little little pieces here and there. Right. But I did my C D duplication through C D baby and then of course they have yep. uh their their process where they send it to like they'll you pay for their distribution package and they ask you do you want us to collect royalties for you so and they give you a very detailed it's a really it's a text file so it's, it's really hard to read but it's interesting they give you a very detailed um how long they listen to your song uh what country they were in like sometimes like what city they were in and wow. then um and how many times this has been this process has been repeated right so you That's can helpful. see and it's it's fractions of a penny like fractions oh, this is i always awful. joke about that i'd be like i'm just, you know picking up some pennies some fractions of pennies over yeah. here i know it's and crazy that's, that's their business model their business model is music their business model is hey we're gonna give you music to listen to yeah they're paying nothing they're they're, they're paying next they're to paying nothing, nothing and their yeah. product is is music we'll figure it out i know that things are things are changing things with are the laws changing. and stuff like that which is yeah cool. we'll see what happens i mean but- the even though you know the CD is 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 slightly obsolete in in a sense, I always at my shows I always say you can't autograph 
a Spotify playlist. No, you so can't. If you if you want, you know, a special note or something, you know, cool yeah. like that. Speaking of which, oh, somebody bought my CD online last night. I got to go mail it to Ooh. them. If you're listening, it's it's on the way. I promise. You it's probably have way. it by now. It'll be there next uh, year. Yeah, someone <laughs> someone in Iowa. It's great. I love it. But, oh, that's awesome. But the good thing about Spotify and Apple Music and and places like that is that you like I said, can see what countries they're from. Yeah. Uh, you know, like places that you wouldn't imagine there are people out there, but they are looking Very for true. around the world. They're looking for music. So that that part of it is is pretty cool. That part is cool. And I I like finding out that people in really strange areas are listening to my music. Because uh, I did, I looked at the Spotify as once I got on um, a playlist on Spotify, because I didn't really have a lot of followers on there. I mm. kind of like just put everything up brand new, basically. Yeah, I haven't even given it a thought. But, yeah. Um. And so then I looked at what, who the people were that were listening to it. And I think it was like some really interesting areas like Italy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, huh, Italy would have never known that they would listen to my music, but okay. Or like Sweden. Cool. Guess yeah. it, and it opens up the idea too of like, oh well, I could go and tour those countries. I was in a band out of Bakersfield. I, I was just a, a musician in the band. I wasn't. Oh, okay, I wasn't, okay. I wasn't the leader of this band. Got but it. But it had management, and um, uh, it it was it was the, it was distributed throughout the country, and it was like small market stations, and they would play uh, some of these songs like twenty times a week, which is really really good numbers. That's great. Um, yeah. But they were shooting for this higher level of like, okay, we are the next, you know, whatever this band is. So we're going to take this lady to the top. We don't have time to go to these small towns and in, in red dirt places and and play. Right. Like I was just like, you know, we we're at that this station twenty times a week. We could rent the high school gymnasium in that town and so and true. sell that thing out. And instead of making like ten thousand fans uh every six months or so, we could make three hundred new fans and five hundred new fans a night. By just going to these towns and selling the product and things like that. It That's never happened. So true. I was like, it's so. That's really interesting. No. I, I've actually, I almost had a similar idea too, which, because it is, it's interesting that we always try to play these really overpopulated areas like mm-hmm. LA yeah. or like, you know, main cities where it's so hard to get people to come out. Because everyone's a musician themselves. Right. Everyone's all doing what you're trying to do. There's hardly any like fans out here. Do you know what yeah. I mean? And and a lot of them don't really want you to succeed. They'll support <laughs> you, but they're Very like, true. yeah, you you can make it, but not more than me. <laughs> so like, as long as you're kind of at the same level as me, I like okay. you. I like you. You're not doing as good as I am. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that. I have to just block all that out usually <laughs> no negativity that's a whole nother crazy thing yeah. about la uh but it, it's it's even in nashville too or you know any kind of major city oh where god. there's a lot of competition i mean it's your just, barista is oh my gosh 20 times the singer that you are guaranteed it's just yeah. it's, it's it's just one and of those you know, and you know that there's better people out there than yeah. you and you know that there's worse people out there than you and you never know Who's going to do well? It could be the worst person, you know? Chances are. <laughs> it's let's, bizarre. Let's be no, I'm not But it's... Uh, but you yeah. were saying, you were saying... So it's, I was yeah, saying, so. yeah, it, it's, it's such a good strategy mm-hmm. to go to these smaller towns and, and do shows. Yeah. I mean, I remember uh, there was one time I, I went and played at some camps, at like kids... It was... It wasn't like kids camps, but like uh, teenage mm-hmm. camps, uh, and they were out in the middle of nowhere. But you know, these people—they were there. It's like a built-in audience almost already. So when you're there, they kind of are forced to listen to you, <laughs> yeah, because you're a part of what they're doing. Uh, and I think the same thing can go for you know if it's a small town, and and then maybe there's just like one venue there that everyone goes to or one bar, right? And if you get everyone in that town to come out because it's so small and word of mouth and everything and there's not tons to do there's not like huge acts coming through mm-hmm. could be so much more beneficial than trying begging people to come out to your show basically yeah mm-hmm. if you got uh, someone like the radio station or something yeah. on your side on you your know, side you could make it you could make it a thing um yeah. I, I think it takes a lot more work yeah, but it, I, in my said yeah, than done. in my opinion, it's worth it. My old drummer and my old band would say, "You're never a prophet in your own town. You have to go." And, and then also, you know, 
in that same band, we would talk about the idea that the, of, of the traveling minstrel. You mm-hmm. know, the, the, the minstrel would travel. They would go city to city to yeah. entertain people. And in, in exchange, those people would give them a place to stay. Right. You know, some food. Right. Maybe someone to lay with. Who knows? Uh, and they would move on. And they would continue, you know, their path of making a name for themselves or, or you know, fans, uh, things like that by traveling, by getting out there. And minstrels didn't have the internet back no, then. No, they, they didn't, didn't have, have the you know, internet. Any of that sense, stuff like that. But, yeah. But the idea of just getting out to, to people, I just, I don't know. I yeah. I think it's a plan. I, on, I honestly, <laughs> I still find being out in front of people physically so much better than doing anything on the internet. Yeah. I I just, and and maybe it's because I'm still, you know, I'm small time, so it's it's not like I'm... If I was Katy Perry or something, yeah, the internet can do great for you. Mm-hmm. But I think when you're still building your base, being physically in front of someone, especially when you're trying to convince them, you know, that that you're a good artist or, you know, trying to get them to listen to your music, it's easier to do it in person than it is over the internet because, I, I don't know, I just haven't had very much luck with internet promotion, I guess. Well, do you think that you there's, know? I mean... Well, first of all, I think you're a great performer. I love oh, I love you. watching you sing. So I, I totally understand that. And you you have something natural. Thank you. There's a comfort there. It reminds me. I hate to say this. It reminds me of myself in the sense that Ooh. I <laughs> I no I I feel like there's there's always like I love I that. Know, I got this like nervous energy around not around me. Like I'm I'm really people like view me as comfortable, calm. Yeah, you in my seem own pretty comfortable. Like but it's it how I feel inside is of that of course yeah. I'm, that that thought that they have of me being relaxed and chill um, exists when I'm on stage. Like it flows yes. through my blood. It, it it just it just it just goes through me. That level that they think that I am at actually does exist, but only when I'm on stage. It's like the cooler oh. version of myself. I like myself. Better oh my gosh! Yeah, I so I <laughs> so feel so feel exactly the same way. And I I you know what? I honestly I like I am such a dork. So. And when people when when people come up to me after like a show and they're like, "Oh, you're so different when you're on stage," I'm like, "Yeah, kind of am, but it's <laughs> I don't know. It's a it's like this compartment in my brain that when I get on stage, it's like it just switches. Mm-hmm. But it's totally natural though. People think some people have come up to me like, "Oh, are you like acting when you're on stage? You're very theatrical and everything." And I'm like, "No, it's just I don't know. It just comes out." That's, yeah. how, that's how it comes out of me. I can't explain it. It just is how I am. But you have something natural, though. Like, when you do, there are those folks, and I, I kind of, I, I joke about it sometimes, like, that kind of come on with the shaking hand. <laughs> Jazz hey, hands. Hey, everybody, you know, like, uh, <laughs> let's have a great time tonight, you know, like, uh, ah. Yeah, very. The carnival barker type person. Oh, my gosh. And, yes. Um, it, it, it takes me a while to, like, like I literally feel like this transformation happened. Like, I'm, right. I'm, I'm nervous. I'm not all the way there. And then I kind of mm-hmm. get there. And I, I um, and it, I feel like you, when you do that, like, you have this, you don't come on, like, a hurricane. You let people come to you. Like, you have, it's just, oh, it's just, it's just nice really nice. Hear. Really nice. I, um, I, it's natural. I appreciate that, and and that is such an honor to be uh, to be compared to you because yeah, you're. You, not, it, I'm not saying no, I'm not compared to. We're the same person. <laughs> you know why I like you is because you're like me. You're like me. No, no, you're great. Though. I didn't say that right. Okay, maybe I didn't say that right. Too much to drink. solo is uh i have like all the so i'm doing like drums at my feet so it's like kick 
snare, um, rim click for the verses, and then I'll um, have a crash and then a little shaker uh, on the side, and then I put a tambourine on my foot, and it's all sort of like I have to see this. It, it's pretty fun. It's it's a pretty cool little show. Lunch. I'm trying to imagine it, and it, I just see you with tons of instruments like all over. <laughs> it's not like, like a it's not like a one man like, like a, a little, one man little, show. Little, little, <laughs> with my feet and my exactly. arms and stuff like that. Um, that is kind of what I'm imagining right now, but I know like that's a, not like true. A, like a little, I ding a little bell. You have a ding bell. Yeah, exactly. ding, and I'm walking down the street. You have like, like strings attached. Busk, oh, yeah. Like, Busking. Oh, my gosh. A little a, monkey and a valet. Exactly. Like one of those little uh, hats walks around and, and asks for money. Yeah, 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 it's great. I need a monkey. That'd be perfect. That's so funny. You need a no. monkey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, if, I'm going to, the next time you do this, though, not, you know, maybe bringing, not specifically that. i going to bring a monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bring a monkey. Okay, But awesome. I also want to come out and see it. Yeah, you should. Yeah, it's really fun. When am I doing it again? Uh, we just did it at uh, at Fig Brew in Santa Barbara, and then I'll, oh, wow. there's one in Westlake, too, so I'll let you know oh my gosh. when that happens. It, yeah, it's pretty if fun. there's one in Westlake, let me know. Uh, Santa Barbara. It's kind of far. That's pretty far. I, I'm far. trying to do like more more local breweries over here because well, I used yeah. to do used to do this all the time. Should do like something a, in Burbank. Oh yeah. Like I don't know I don't know what what brewery over in Burbank, but like Golden Road. Have you ever been to Golden Road? Brewery? I love Golden Road. Yeah. Do they yeah. do music? They do live music sometimes. I don't know what the what the deal is over there. I should uh, talk to them. Yeah, you should uh, talk to them. I like their beer. Yeah. <laughs> so what I'm saying is, go to a place where I like the beer. Yeah, okay. And play. Sure. So then I'll I'll go. <laughs> Well, yeah, and someplace that you can Uber home and, and, and you're fine. I can Uber yeah. home and it'll be okay. Yeah, like I said, I'm, I'm always available to chaperone. If you uh, have have shows, I'll uh, I'll go. Chaperoning I'll, I'll, is I'll good. I'll write a review. I'll get I'll get hammered. I'll Uber home. Uh, you know, that's a terrible chaperone, by the way. It's the opposite. I'm of pretty what a sure that's not what a chaperone is supposed to be doing. <laughs> Isn't it that I should be getting hammered and then you drive me home? Oh yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I feel like that makes more sense. All right, I'll go to your show, and you just make sure I get home safely. And, okay. Um, yeah, you you chaperone I'll, my yeah. I'll I'll try. It's I'll really try. Bad. I'm a terrible chaperone. Don't ever ask me to chaperone. Oh really? Yeah, I'm the person handing people drinks. So just nope. <laughs> <laughs> I'm that friend. I'm like, you need another shot. Oh, Take a shot. That's that's a really good friend. Um, you know, after a breakup or. I'm uh, usually there for that. That's also called a terrible influence, by the way. I have been called that before. <laughs> I, I seriously doubt that. No way. Yeah, yeah. I, I have. I'm, I'm very nice. I have a wild side, though. It's, you know, every, I feel like every artist has to have that—the quiet side and then the crazy side. Yeah. You know. Well, you were talking about like the depressed side, or like the, you know, like what you show versus like the right. the, the anxiety that you have inside. You know? Yeah. That 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 is a total artist thing. That's such an artist thing. And then you've I know. got the over the top. The party, you know, I'm not working tonight or I'm done singing, so I'm, I'm good. Yeah, uh, yep. I feel like, yeah, artists are very extreme in everything they do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's... Uh, it's a good excuse. I'm sorry to anyone <laughs> that is uh, uh, friends or has tried to date any of us or marry us or, oh, you know, yeah. any, anyone that's around us. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, I know in your songs, you're very open about your your personal life or past relationships or things like that are you writing true stories about yourself and and past relationships that you're putting them in to your songs or are you like where do you where are you drawing stories did you tell the people you made this up right no this is is really sad but they are not made up (laughs) these are all my life experiences (laughs) (laughs) yeah um, it's kind of, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have it written in my, like my Instagram bio. It's like, I have a crazy life. So I write songs about it. It's very true. Mm-hmm. I have had some really, really interesting relationships with people and uh, yeah, I just, I do write the true story as much as I possibly can. Um, you know, some stuff I over exaggerate, I guess you could say, you know, but for the most part pretty accurate yeah yeah i mean you gotta you gotta go somewhere with the song i mean you know if we talked about our daily life it would be slightly boring or, or not 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 boring slightly but you know not, you know no, like yeah that's right yeah it, was really it, it wouldn't be it would not be a good song yeah <laughs> but yeah yeah the uh, i definitely draw from all my personal experiences uh 
And I try not to just draw from my relationships with, with guys and stuff, you know, because I don't want to be that singer either that just sings about, it's like, ah, everything's terrible, you yeah. know? <laughs> it's like, I try to draw from a lot of different areas. And that's actually something I'm working on, is writing uh, different moods of songs, you know, not just... I was screwed over. I hate you songs, right. which have their place, you know? Oh, of course. And, and I have been screwed over, but I've screwed over people too. And, and, you know, so it's like trying to get all different sides of, of the, of the world, you know? So you had a boyfriend in the band that you were in before. Do you? Yeah. And for, for a time, I'll, I'll, I'll get a little personal with you here. Sure. Um, I don't mind being personal. Well, I think like sometimes you, you tend to, not you, I mean a person, a person tends to date within their circle, which is like, you know, this person relates totally. to me. Um, but I found like most successful relationships I've had are someone that had nothing to do with this crazy business. Oh my because, gosh. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you feel the same way, but like you sometimes, and maybe also too in, in the realm that I was playing in, mm-hmm. it was also like cocktail waitresses and, and bartenders and, and people that were closing up the bar around the same time I was. I'm not, you know. No, it's not, not no true. True stories. Yeah. Just, you know, kind of people that you just sort of like have a, a camaraderie with. So do you feel the same way? Like, is there like something to be said about like dating <laughs> well, someone outside this, uh, this, this nutty world? <laughs> I haven't, um, I haven't had a successful relationship yet. Ah. So I, I actually don't think I've ever not dated a musician Mm. which is interesting but i i know that uh but it is because of who i'm usually around or the people that i meet um well you're close to these people you know there's an intimacy there that exists exactly and i've had i have a hard time um sort of connecting with people that don't understand music at all you know that's true as well that part is really hard for me because it's such a huge part of my life it's almost, you know, takes over my entire life. So mm-hmm. if you don't get music at all, it's kind of, it does get a little difficult for me to connect on an emotional level. But I do totally agree with you. I actually do think that dating outside of the music industry, if you're in the music industry, is better. So where, do you, where, do you, where would you find someone like this? I have no idea. <laughs> I don't That's know. A hard mark. That's so hard. <laughs> That's the hard part. I'm taking a I'm taking a break from dating, so uh, uh, work on yourself. That's, I'm, wor- I'm working on me, That's and then yeah. And plus, I don't even have time. I barely have time for my friends right now. My all my friends hate me because I can never hang out. It's like they're like, oh, I haven't seen you in like two months. I'm like, what? <laughs> it's hard, oh, I'm man. Not with, with my family, <laughs> the same way with my family. Yeah, you know, like I can't even imagine you trying to juggle a family and all the everything that you're doing. Yeah, I mean, that's the, crazy. It, it's it can be tough with my son. You know, it's like I I take two days off that I'm I'm home with him. Okay, and so you know, don't you can call me during that time, but right. you know, like I I'm not answering emails. I'm not I'm not, I can't sit down and and do anything else. Like we're we're playing. You know, right, and, right. Uh, How old's your son? He just turned three. Okay. Aww. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, I applaud you for having a family and a kid. That's a yeah. lot of hard work, and I know I know it from my parents. You know, it's it's like, it's just a lot of hard work. So, and that's why I, you know, for me personally at this moment, I'm like, I can't have a, a husband or a kid or a boyfriend, let alone anything. Yeah. At this moment. Well, the jury's <laughs> still someday. out. The jury's still out on what, what? industry they can be in because you know the, the idea that someone understands you or at least you know when you're doing yeah. this I mean, yeah you see you see like two movie stars get together right, and they're right. like they're like you know like oh what a what a dream couple right um and they can totally understand like oh i gotta go to to you know budapest to film this this movie for two months yeah um, they, they can totally understand that at the yeah. same time though you know like they're both used to being um you know the star Right. And, and and relationships don't, Relation- you know, in my experience, you know, they don't, you, someone has to be the fan and someone has to be the star. And then That's you have to be able to switch, you know, right. back and forth. Switch back and forth. You know? That's probably yeah. what would make a healthy relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And hey, any relationship advice you have for me, I'll take it. I <laughs> I cannot say that I have nailed it yet. So <laughs> I'm still working on on what, what a relationship's supposed to be. So, so speaking of which. Because we're going to probably get some 
response from just the fact that you've admitted that you're single on the podcast because oh. people will be like, well, I myself. <laughs> well, 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 you know, I do well, play drums know. and uh, I do. <laughs> yeah, I but, you know, when you put yourself out there uh, online and stuff like that, and I feel like this is something that I don't understand. Right. I know I'm very jealous of, of attractive uh, female performers because they can have an Instagram post and lots of followers and lots of. You know, people who, who will, you know, will like their posts and things right, like that, which right. I, I don't really have that working for me. I mean, I got, you know, the, the kid gets the most likes, you know, for good reason. Good um, reason, totally. Know, some, some dog posts, you know, and yeah. I'll show a picture of myself with Boy George at the forum. That'll that, get a lot that'll of get likes, a lot of, but, you yeah, know. I totally get I that. Like, but the the kind of things that you're dealing with in social media and, and online, I imagine you kind of have to be a little separated from some people at, at sometimes. There's got to be, a, you know, men who will um, troll, or, troll. Or, or, or perv or, or something like that. Creep, um, yeah. Creep, right. Yeah, Follow. yeah. Um, and, and is that, you got to be a little guarded that way, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's And hard. by the way, by the way. You're like my first like full female interview, so I, I have all these oh. questions in my mind. Have that you I'm had like, half I, female I interviews? I've, <laughs> yeah, the 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 the, uh, the Oakheart special. Those are those are halfies. Halfies. I don't okay. know. You're right. I mean, good <laughs> that point. was funny. Shut up, Dave. I know. That's cool. No, no, no. The, uh, oh, I, I'm but so no, no. This is yeah. To be the first female <laughs> to enter the room. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. No, that's that's a really good question, actually. Um, I haven't had to deal with it head on very often. Mm -hmm. There's definitely creepy people, um, but there's creepy girls too. There's creepy guys. There's creepy girls. It can people can get creepy, but uh, I haven't had too much of an issue with anything. Uh, I think for me, it's more. I don't. It's not really people like messaging me because. I, I'm pretty understanding, even like if someone just wants to talk and whatever, I'll I'll just you know have a conversation with them, even if it is kind of weird. Um, mm. I I do know what you mean though about the posting the photos and with girls, you would think that it is a little bit easier to get, I guess, attention. But in my opinion, it a lot of it is is not the attention that we want. <laughs> right. You know? Yeah. So it's like, yeah, I guess it's cool that I got, you know, a lot of likes on this photo of my selfie or of me on the beach or something. And like, great. That's cool. But at the same time, it'd be much better if someone went and listened to my damn song. Right. <laughs> Instead. So that's, yeah, I mean, you're vegan and you're very much into health and wellness and yeah. stuff like that. So when you posted a picture of yourself in a bathing suit on the beach, yeah. it was really kind of like, I'm just proud of like what I've done and like how, you know, my healthy living has paid off and stuff like that. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which could transfer into people saying, you go girl, so proud of you, so positive. And it could also get a little, a little weird. Yeah, um, yeah. No, I know. And uh, I, I was hesitant favorites. posting that. No, no, I, 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 absolutely. And, so, and some, it, some are not as hesitant. It was some, more you know. of a health thing for me, but and it was more of like a proud thing. You know, sometimes you do have to just kind of like show off a little bit like, hey, you know, I worked really hard on ex like exercising and eating healthy. I don't know, for me at least, you know, for a year. And I, you know, was pretty not I was never overweight. But I was really unhealthy for a while, mm. you know, and it was just like a turning moment. I was like, if I don't document this right now, like I might, you know, in 20, 30 years, look back and, and been like, oh, I wish I would have wish I would have documented when I was really healthy. <laughs> yeah. Not saying that I won't be healthy in 20 or 30 years. Hey, I'm working. I'm trying to get, but, you know, a little, little less of the dad bod, a little more. You know. I don't know. But yeah, there's always totally part vanity and we're all guilty of that oh yeah the goal is to be like you, you like my music yeah you know I mean, and let you into my personal life so you understand i just wonder like i i th that's got to be a um the trick about social media is that how much of that attention that we get as artists goes into them actually going to your show yeah or buying your music and stuff like that and i i 
I mean, I guess, I guess, in a, in a sense, like you're a product in in in, yeah, in some sense. It may not be all about the music sales as much as like you know getting it's this, a this vibe. It's a lifestyle kind of thing that you're also trying to. I mean, that's the whole like you know social media, Instagram thing and everything. Now, it really is about selling, uh, not just you know your music, but you're like that. You're like a package, I guess, mm-hmm. which is kind of interesting. Uh, and you, it's weird to wrap your brain around that, but it's true. Because you kind of do have to come up with different revenues of, of, you know, if you're trying to make this sort of what you're going to, what your living is, uh, it can't just be music anymore. It ha- right. It has to be sort of that either, you know, you have a message or uh, people can relate to, to what you're saying and, and, you you know, like people that have YouTube channels and stuff that's just a really good example of uh of people that are using their lifestyle to promote what they're doing mm-hmm. you know so i and i think I, i'm i'm still sorting that out i'm still trying to figure out you know what it is besides my music stuff that that will kind of be this package you know this right. this this market almost you know because you kind of have to be your own marketplace if that, that makes sense i don't know no you're yeah. kind of like a, a, a small country in, in a, a small, sense like yeah you know what i mean yeah you're your export your chief exports mini your, uh, store right essentially yeah. oh yeah you know so and you have to just figure out what are the products that i want in that store and then the music is promoting that store well you're assembling your team you've, you know, you've got the um you know manager uh producer yeah. Um, yeah, you know, some people have stylists. Oh my gosh, I would love to have a stylist. If anyone's a stylist out there, please, <laughs> please come help me. Choreographers, you know, oh my like gosh. Uh, you know, stuff like that. I don't know about chore- I, I'm not like the best dancer, so. But you know, you rock can, out though. You've got your, you got little, your, little your microphone moves and things like that. Yeah. So what do you what do you want to do then? What is the as you're figuring this stuff out? Like, where do you see? That's a dumb question. Where do you see yourself in five years after this interview? No. Um, <laughs> well, no. I mean, I, I this is not lip service. This is me telling you what a conversation that I had. Sure. But, but from knowing what you're doing and artistry, like I, I feel like I'm catching you before a big wave hits, and um, Thank and you. I'm and I'm and I'm yeah. I hope so. so you're you're gearing up. So what is the, what is the steps then? What are you what are you doing? Where where are you? Where's the next uh, thing? Well, and I'm keeping it very generic for a reason. No, yeah, keep it generic I, because <laughs> I'm a, I'm, this probably might sound generic, but um, I, I'm trying to get to a place where I know that I'll be happiest, and uh, I am already happy with where I am right now. But it does feel like a lot of um, preparation for what I want to be doing mm-hmm. and uh I love to like in in five years just be on tour that's that's the big thing for me I'd be on tour and I you know I guess just have a, a small fan base and and uh, and you know be able to play every night that yeah. that that's my goal you know I I have very specific things as well that are like little like I'd love to do this, or I'd love to, you know, I'd love to do like a, a featuring on a with a, with another country band, or I'd love to do a duet with a bigger country singer, like st- little things like that mm-hmm. that are, sort of, uh, achievements that I want to do. But it's not really they're kind of along the way things. Uh, for me, it's like I would love to in five years have an apartment here, have a house in Nashville where I have like. A little farm and i get to have some like cool like pigs and i don't know cows oh, and yeah. goats goats oh, just know? about to say goats goats oh, i love you. goats i love goats you know and have like mm. a little home base there as well but also have it here because all my family lives out here now except for my dad that lives in texas mm-hmm. um but so that's like one part of it and then basically just be out on the road kind of getting to play out live i love performing so that that's what i want my life to kind of be for the most part is performing and that's that's the goal for me whatever whatever way the universe wants to give that to me i'm okay with you know 
but that's kind of where I'm trying to get, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Nice. And then what are the immediate steps then? Are you the immediate um, steps? Yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, right now it's kind of, uh, just making more, uh, connections with people, uh, in, in the booking world. Uh, and also I, I really am trying to connect with some like, uh, publishers and stuff too, because it would be good. I mean, it's, proven to me already in the past that you know i was able to get a publishing deal and i was able to use that money then to tour so oh yeah yeah kind of uh just getting a budget you know ready for touring and uh making the right connections to maybe hop on a small tour you know opening up for like a smaller band or artist and uh building your way up slowly you know i I think it really is about just slowly building sick yeah, that that's it. I, I'm pretty pretty simple about that, I nice. guess. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and then I mean, yeah, I have you know lots of other goals like oh, get a get a placement in a commercial, get a placement in a movie, and oh, you know, yeah. all those kinds of things as well, which is it's a whole nother side of my brain. So. Well, you're in the right town because you know California has a lot to offer. Granted, totally. Nashville does. As well, there's yeah. plenty of stuff over there too. Yeah, but you know, yeah. I love that you're doing the like the California country show. That's such a like a genius idea. It's just I don't know. Uh, everyone does concentrate on Nashville so much, but there's so many country artists in California. Mm-hmm. And I I feel like it's just being missed out on, and yeah. we have such a community. And it's I don't know. I just think it's it's cool that you're kind of focusing in on that and making it a thing. You know, yeah, I've I've been given probably way too much credit for it, but I I definitely am. Just, I kind of saw something that needed to be focused on, um, yeah. proud of. Uh, I feel like you know, um, you know, granted, people talk about California, right, on certain news channels uh, as if we're just you know a, a bunch of you know like just we just we're yeah. like the state that could fall in the ocean, they could care less. I know, I know, um, but you know, <laughs> I. I I feel and and this is for me going out and seeing people and 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 truly seeing what it has to offer and seeing a community that was kind of fractured and needed to get together and and I what I mean is like not like thinking of things in terms of like this is these are this kind of artist and this mm-hmm. is this kind of artist and they're different bubbles like I don't see it like that and and if yeah. everyone sees it if everyone sees it as you trying to get into your own bubble and staying there with your with your tight knit group, then it's going to stay that way. As opposed to when you know when you put multiple bubbles together, what happens? It grows into one big um, indestructible bubble. Unless it's my son Cash, and he will grab it, just and grab it's, it's, and it's, pop it's, it. It sounds pop. Yep, done. Um, <laughs> or my dog Dizzy, she loves bubbles. Right. <laughs> but that, that, that's kind of how I saw it. Like if, yeah. if if you don't, you know, no judgment as far as like what you do and how you how you how you play it and no, what totally. your approach is. Yeah. And you know, you can go to Nashville, you can go to Austin, you can do all the things. Um, but when you come back here, this is this is where you're from, and I I, I wanted it to be more of something you could be proud of. Exactly. You know, so. And I love that. I, I, I yeah. I when I saw that you were doing this, I was like, finally, someone is doing this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is great because I know a lot of people have had the probably the idea, but no one's kind of gone forward with it. And then you're doing like a stage and stuff as well with yeah. uh, different festivals. Like that's so cool. And then we're going to Nashville. We're doing um, a showcase really? at Americana Fest called the California Country Show at oh uh, Acme Feed and Seeds. So we're going to have artists that either um, are from California that flew out or yep. were from California oh, that live out there now. So it's kind of a that's totally. going to be great. Oh. Yeah. So where can people find you online to track your journey here as uh, as you go Ooh. further? Into the interweb. Into the interwebs, I know. Uh, <laughs> well, you can find me at www.lilajoyce.com. Mm-hmm. Now, that's spelled L-Y-L-A-J-O-Y-C-E. Honestly, if you just go to my website, it has all the links to like the rest yeah, of my social media. Yeah, you got the medias. Instagram and um, but whatever you, you got. Yeah, and then all my stuff's on Spotify. Woohoo! Yeah, <laughs> go listen on Spotify. Go listen. listen for longer than thirty seconds. Yes. We get a, a, a and, bigger uh, fraction of a penny. But I think it's on like iTunes and Amazon. It's on. It's on everything basically. You know. Yeah. So. And are you yeah. going to release singles now? Or are you going to do another EP? What's the? Totally just doing singles. Okay. I like to kind of release a song, do a video, release a song, do a video, that kind of thing, and just 
makes it more worthwhile. I like to give the song a moment. So actually, that's what I'm doing next is releasing a video. So Oh, cool. Yeah. We had an edit of the video, but it was uh, too much good footage that we had, and we couldn't actually fit the whole story into the amount of time that the song was playing. So we had to extend the song uh, a little bit, basically musically, so that we can fit the storyline into the video edit. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, no, nothing like not not thriller style, like so full you, full movie or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, no. But, but you're act, so you're acting and 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 so you're singing parts and acting as well. Singing parts, no like speaking roles or anything like that, but oh, okay. uh, just acting as well as I can. Well, check it out, folks. It'll be oh, on yeah. it'll be on YouTube, and uh, you can judge uh, if. Lila's got to go to some sort of improv class or, or something like that. Probably. <laughs> I feel like I'd be terrible. I'm this this podcast, by the way, is actually really helping me. I'm I have it's a great. I have a big fear of like keeping things permanent and like settling down with like an edit or the look. Oh my gosh. I always hate what it looks like or always, you know, and I know I'm a terrible actor. I feel like this kind of stuff is really uh, helpful, though, and, and probably uh, like a um, improv class would be so helpful for musicians, don't you think? Cause you, you can, yeah, I mean, if you're I mean, because, trying to be the a triple threat, I guess. But even even just kind of reacting yeah. on stage and stuff. I mean, yeah, that's the one thing I always had going for me is like I. It was mainly just you know getting people to like me by just like cracking jokes. So the radio thing is like great. Well, like you're doing natural. a good job. Thanks. Keep cracking jokes. <laughs> I won't stop. All right, Lila Joyce, thank you for being here. It's been a lot of fun. Thank yeah. you for having me. It's been oh, awesome. That was pretty cool, right? Yep. And no drummer today. That's no drummer today. It's great. Well, that was it. My interview with Lila Joyce. Thank you so much, Lila. That was a lot of fun, and I swear it took me forever to cut this thing down because we talked about so many cool things. I didn't know what to throw out. Check her out on lilajoyce.com. And you know, it's funny. I'm actually in the middle of doing so many things right now. I'm so glad that I got this thing done. I want to tell you, though, in the time that I've been cutting this, a lot of things have happened on the California Country Show that I just want to mention. The number one thing is, like I said at the beginning of this show, we'll be on four different radio stations. I'm working on a brand new website, california-country.com, so you can go on there and see all of our social media and all the things, and, and here's some, some links to some shows that are the podcast shows, of course, as well as a big article just came out in the Bakersfield Californian. Thank you to Matt Munoz for writing an article about the California Country Show and about me and the little journey that we've been taking. If you've listened to the other shows, I don't need to tell you about the journey. It's been a slow process, but things are working our way up to bigger things. We did talk about the Nashville Showcase, September 13th at Acme Feed and Seed, where we'll have some big acts coming, including Jim Lauderdale as our headliner and Jamie Wyatt and Manda Mosier. A little guy named Just Dave will be there also, too, and I'll be broadcasting from Acme Feed and Seed on Acme Feed and Seed Radio from Nashville. And the next time I come back into town, after that, I will have some shows to share with you because we'll be taking some of those shows and bringing them back home. Dude, that's a lot to talk about, and all of that just happened in the time that I've been editing this podcast, which is crazy. I know. It's crazy. So email me, justdave at california-country.com for more details. Of course, follow the feed, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cal Country Show. Thank you, Lila Joyce. And stay tuned for the next episode. It's going to be crazy. I'm, I swear there'll be so much more to talk about. I can't, I can't even handle it right now. All right. Have a good one, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Follow the California Country Show online at california-country.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Cal Country Show.